Hi, this is Janesh. And this is Pranab. You're tuned in to the 30 Minute Hustle podcast. Thirty Minute Hustle is a community of performers with a story to tell. We believe that each individual has a distinct path towards achieving their goals and are obsessed to learn about their process. As a platform to bridge the gap between knowledge creators and seekers, we hope the journey will inspire you to accelerate your growth. Welcome to the network of knowledge, mindset, and practice. Hey everyone, I hope you're keeping safe. This week we deep diving into fintech. We have Mr. Karthik Swaminathan, the founder of Fintastic, also the author of the book 3F: Future Fintech Framework, which is a very easy read for anyone who wants to understand how the finance ecosystem is rapidly changing. We enjoyed this episode and I hope you do too and take away a lot from Mr. Karthik. Thank you so much for getting on 30 minute hustle in a very short notice i understand your time is extremely valuable so 30 minute hustle is all about getting performers and world class uh, performers on 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 our podcast so that you know everybody understands the work you have been doing so uh, we have we have read through your book and uh, so we're going to talk about your book and the genesis of your starting of your company as well so tell us about your journey to fintech uh, fintastech and you know how it started off after a very long career in finance and working in such uh, uh, great companies prior to this thanks pranab i think uh, is a very nice initiative of yours uh, happy to be a part of it you know uh, no doubt we are talking because my book has come up and uh, but the book is just the outcome of like you just said you know those few years of experience and happy to just you know give a very quick intro on that so Uh, hi everyone the, my name is karthik here karthik swaminathan and i spent uh, roughly 20 years in the financial services and technology space uh, and uh, i started my career with a uh, lot of financial services companies like stock broking mutual funds you know banks and the likes of those so i learned that side of the business wherein how these products are created right how distribution is done and stuff like that and uh, largely been a product person there so product largely cuts through many other domains product means you need to have, so you you are also conceptually involved because it's an idea right usually it starts then you have to crystallize the idea you have to go through legal regulation operation processes then after that the technology once the process technology is getting you know sued in and uh, you typically try to go into the marketing part of it the operation team the training and the launch of a product right and the pricing budgeting everything so product guy cuts through so i think that's what i enjoyed my job as a nature typically so i spent 8 uh, 9 years roughly with uh, some of the leading firms uh, in the bfsi space like ing uh, icici bank and kr uh, choksis as a broker and stuff like that then i switched on to the technology side doing the same job because uh, finance is very unique uh, wherein uh, right from any any financial product you can consume without actually visiting or seeing anyone you can open a bank account close it run it transfer money open a fd do anything right you know maybe in certain places or certain banks they still ask you to come and do so say for loans they still do some verification and all but technically everything can be automated so finance is a very unique product unlike any other industry the whole product is actually digital so there are other industries like uh, telecommunication or airline uh, they use a lot of software and technology but telecommunication you need to have that device right otherwise yes. on top of it lot of products are virtual in nature the talk time is virtual the data is virtual that business is totally virtual so the closest to finance but finance is one step ahead right everything is virtual so right? so uh, that's a good uh... place uh, for you to also start off sir and i i am guessing that all those learnings has what has brought you towards you know writing a book and uh, whatever experience that you went through there um, so when you started off when you started off your career was it uh, two questions i have one is uh, was it all digital already 
um, and then you sort of understood more about it and did that sort of uh, lead you towards the book what really inspired you to write the book per se the future fintech framework the 3f so uh, i'll answer one part very quickly yes obviously i've worked on uh, lot of these initiatives uh, right from the start of my career because when i started it was the dot com boom era okay <laughs> okay so i want to make it clear lot of those ideas and concepts are still valid mm-hmm. only thing technology has made it more possible to do it in a better way okay so lot of product thoughts and ideas existed then also right so just that technology the delivery of it the pricing the variation right to make it engaging interesting was is more possible today you know because of wider adoption and the uh, ability or flexibility and cost of technology and you know that way and what made me write the book is uh, uh, typical right you know so there are so many such such a lot of action happening right if if a standard guy goes let's say you go to a mall you want to buy a t-shirt so many brands so confusing right you know so assuming you get a stylist right Mm. he may uh, right or or a, a friend who knows your style and he recommends something right you know so he's shortened it right so so what i did was i tried to assimilate all my knowledge and structure it mm-hmm. right uh, and in fact if you re, uh, if you have read my book one of the cr- crucial line there is this book is not about knowledge this is about uh, uh, you know assimilating the knowledge or uh, the understanding of that knowledge so like like it says a vision to simplify understanding yeah so you i emphasize more on understanding than knowledge because today knowledge because of google technically knowledge is free uh, earlier days uh, the business was around knowledge the guy who held the knowledge was held mm-hmm. in esteem you know the librarian certain books are allowed only for some and all those or you know but today oh, yes. that's not the case but uh, having said that i'll also caution that it is doesn't mean that uh it's the right knowledge because if you google you may still get a wrong knowledge mm-hmm. who's validating it so there is some value to experienced person but uh, uh, as a base the knowledge is free so with such so much of knowledge how do you structure so i tried to just bring structure to that knowledge in fact uh, uh, the most effort i spent is to streamline and structure knowledge mm-hmm. existed right it's something i built over the last uh, 15 20 years mm-hmm. so the knowledge existed i spent more time to structure it in a simplified form and that's why the section 1 section 2 and section 3 i divided uh, i spent more time what will go where you know that took time in terms of you know it's like uh, you are trying to put some uh, you know powdery material in a bucket mm-hmm. you keep shaking it till it settles right you know three four times you do it you know that kind of thing so i think the powdery material was there it's just that shaking took a lot of time to settle it and <laughs> yes sir so uh, when i read through your book you know what i thought was everything was so crystallized and you know it, you have acquired so much knowledge and you know you've 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 uh, uh, done the compartmentalization of it so so well and the fr- framework is also quite easy to understand can you can you give us you know on the frameworks what made you choose these frameworks for your first launch of the book and you know and how are these frameworks so important from you you are the f fdlc coming and you have the fair coming and then your fam so all these actually taught us on you know various brackets of how this uh, industry works and you know how fintech is being adapted and used so far so can you just break through the uh, framework completely for us see what happens is uh, typically uh, there are various aspects to it right you know so for whenever you design any product it has to have a user journey link to it right every every user so any product will have various users and there'll be a journey so in a fintech product or fintech plus digital so uh, that's where i want to probably broaden the horizon of people this is not just finance and technology anything which is digital today even if you go to a upgrade kind of portal payment is linked to it emis are linked to any subscription you do for you know uh, online education tourism plan in uh, maybe go ibbo uh, you will end up paying some emi so payment everything it's very embedded so finance is kind of embedding with a digital world no business is possible without finance today right so with that in mind i've seen a common thread in any financial and digital product is it starts with onboarding and ends with offboarding mm-hmm. okay so 
within this you have to have a story okay so how do you onboard for example in in your uh, uh, let's say a guest comes to your house we've been told right there is a process you will first welcome you will give him a glass of water there will be some juice right in if you go to a hotel that becomes slightly more formal wherein you know uh, welcome drink they call it <laughs> right so just imagine i am telling you that that is onboarding right yes. same way in a fintech product just visualize so anyone who joins will have onboarding so for example you download an app it will tell you do will you want to share it with your friends mm-hmm. so at every stage there is marketing involved there is compliance also involved because finance is slightly kyc aml mm-hmm. you know all those compliance aspects are also involved so how do you wed all that together so what i've done so first i drew, drew a generic uh, path for a product just like you know agile you have heard of agile framework yes. right Yes. So agile stand starts with plan, design, develop, test, review, launch. So six, seven stages are there. Any project, any domain, any technology, it will follow the same thing. Same way, any digital or fintech product will follow these seven stages, starting from onboarding. Then there are five more stages, and it ends with offboarding. And within that, I have thirty-nine sub stages. Yes. and i have tried to tell people that within those 39 what all you can do for example for uh, one part you can to in, uh, keep the customer engaged uh, chatbots are becoming the trend so i mixed mm-hmm. some of my thought and idea and trend so the, as i said the intention is to cultivate the thought process and the stru- give a structure to person the people can think because technology tomorrow a new technology can come in right so you, it just gets added so tomorrow maybe two aspects from that 39 will be removed i may add two more so mm-hmm. that's where i try to make it very generic right you know because the trend keeps moving uh, on a you know uh, say atms uh, become the time day of the past i don't know mm-hmm. it may not instantly happen uh, because kiosks are having uh, turning out to be maybe branches become the you know on uh, mm-hmm. we become totally digital and uh, certain things will change but that will take some time so that's where i tried that fdlc so fdlc helps you in the user journey sorry yeah. sir so breaking ahead, down sir. fdlc is your uh, the fintech digital life cycle right fintech. so uh, yes please go on yeah the yeah. second is what i call so first is so this once you know this right you go to your company they will use different technology hmm. they will have different partners they may, so but you can see what all within this you can do right you and within that you can say oh i don't have a chatbot i may improvise within the chatbot what do i do but then i have talked about small fall features like search feature how search features then i talk about things like call to action so call to action is like a ui ux mm-hmm. uh, you know you know like you as a architect when you design it there has to be some functionality to it exactly or sometimes it's just aesthetic value exactly right so then you but you classify that so same way i've tried to bring out each element with the relevance of it from a functional and one thing that i wanted to say here that um, you are you have connected this to your first part which is your 64 themes if i'm not wrong yeah and that was super interesting and that was a really good introduction for someone who is not very adept at fintech someone like me who just uh, wanted to dive in and then that sort of gave me such a good you know uh, let's say it was like a glossary and then that is how i i am connecting back to the uh, i reverse the book yeah exactly actually <laughs> glossary yeah. comes at the end exactly so the intent exactly was this because uh, think of all those 64 item as lego blocks exactly yeah so mm-hmm. i have told you that these are the 64 pieces in my package You now with this it. these are different arrangements you can do and i have given you a generic framework and then you can create so i have told you for example with this lego block you can make a car or a house or a you know and then uh, so then i tell you there has to be a base so if you are making a automobile you have to start with some chassis right so i am giving you those structures there so that's where the fdlc comes uh, flare is largely the logical architecture why i took logical architecture is many non techies find a issue with you know understanding architecture and today technologies the lines are thinning because we are going to object oriented programming right so you don't need to really know code and i think in next 5 10 years you will have you can just verbally speak out and the computer will code <laughs> for you 
because uh, yeah that's that's the way we will move i i think yes. it will very easily come in because from object to you know verbal uh, thing it's already being tested at advanced stages it's not like uh, some wishful thinking so architecture i've broken it into components so any fintech digital product will have those components to it mm-hmm. again this will evolve i may merge few components in my second edition or i may come out with new component if i there is a new trend in the industry right so that's how that piece will move and then api marketplace is something which is relevant for all of us yes right so you go to api marketplace you can just pull up what you want so uh, i i uh, in that video also i tried to give this example when you build a website what do you do you book a domain in one website big rock or any other website you go uh, and uh, you may probably host a hosting hosting you'll find out then you'll add various plugins for social media features right? what features, you want features payment gateway right uh, form captcha all these are apis and exactly. you just plug it into it and then you decide the flow on yes. flow you will have ui ux based on what content management you use sometimes the content management is proprietary or you use some standard wordpress uh, joomla and all those things right within that you feed all those things and then you publish the site mm-hmm. same way so yeah you can tomorrow do your create your own bank let's say this community mm-hmm. is there you can and it's a well knit community you are very good friends uh think of peer to peer lending yeah i was you can bring lending to it yeah so i'm see you getting what so community is getting merged you can help financially socially you can do events exactly. right many yeah. things and that's where the whole and eventually there can be commerce within this community which is aided by a lot of this fintech products mm-hmm. that's the way i've tried to weave the book through these three frameworks yeah pranab you want to go so, next so um yes i want to go on the api marketplace right because as an entrepreneur myself uh, we are constantly bombarded with a lot of different uh, uh, you know apis which is available for us to use to scale up business sometimes we do not know what is the right set of apis we can use or right set of products what we can use is there a medium that a, a business owner can select based on the business and the apis are curated based on what they exactly need and what their shop or their online presence needs is there something which has been going on and works for that so in bits and pieces there are curated apis available but uh, they are not so open today so uh, okay. one uh, small initiative kind of open api of kind of sort has been started in singapore called apix okay okay api exchange so but uh, that's where i think the word future is there in my book mm. so while i am talking certain contemporary things but they are all realistic but some of it is little futuristic also when i say futuristic next 3 5 years this will take shape but this will 100% head in that direction at best what can happen one or two years it may get delayed yes like for example pandemic delayed so these things are not in your control right you know uh, in a way pandemic actually accelerated adoption of digital but i'm saying maybe the investment in come up so maybe the future Uh, cycles of uh, innovation gets delayed you know that can happen uh, so that way so that way it's a future because today many apis i have mentioned about common onboarding if you look at uh, certain ideas i have given right for a api marketplace to be really meaningful and valuable it has to have certain themes otherwise this challenge comes wherein are these api validated then uh, you know so So, and there are some examples available uh, if you go to a example called rapid api this I, example i go just visit their website they have uh, accumulation of various apis be it social media be, you want news feeds right uh, okay. you want uh, stock ticker coming in you want payment gateway so they they have uh, so there is a kind of but then again there it's not a centralized onboarding so i have suggested some of those in and this is where you you keep uh, referring a lot in your book too about how uh, this api marketplace is a very very important because yeah. it needs to be a, a like you said one of your themes was an aggregator but then this itself becomes like uh, an api marketplace it's an, uh, an aggregator can take all these apis and like how pranab said that he doesn't know which api to go with it could become like and and i'm just trying to touch upon the fact that how important it is for us to have an api marketplace because i realized after after reading your book that it is so important and how how important this keyword api actually is for fintech itself so api has still certain 
uh, operational challenges. So standardization of APIs is in the market is an issue. Mm-hmm. Say if you want to onboard, uh, one bank will have ten fields. In certain fields, their characters will vary. You know, all that uh, salutations will differ in many banks. Small mm-hmm. small things. Mm-hmm. So standardization of APIs has not happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, if but if you have central agencies coming up, uh, it will move towards standardization, mm-hmm. right? stock exchanges came because they wanted to standardize the contract right otherwise trading of shares could happened ages back also right before exchanges so any centralized agencies will uh, enable these standardizations centralized onboarding happen right so there are many so then they run the whole system in a ethical manner or they have certain challenges so if a api has frequent failures they may decide a standard right you know for example uh, in a mall uh if someone doesn't keep the place clean i don't i don't, i think they'll be checked out of the mall right you know or they have to yes. ensure certain standard of the dec- decor right there are you know actually municipal level also this happens you know uh, in terms of even the signages you do but i'm just saying in uh, so that's what the guy will do he will try to ensure that the person who comes to buy the api is given options Mm-hmm. so i've tried to suggest in my example there will be you will suggest the most popular api mm. right so i've tried like to your play store cheapest api right so i i have categorized so and th- these forms it will take it could be many other forms but i, I have given you a broad structure and uh, you know yes. that will capture many variations which will happen subsequently you know that has to evolve yeah yes and uh, and you know when we talk about evo- uh, evolving and especially around the pandemic we have just uh, we just living through uh, can you give us a good example of how fintech has accelerated and digitization has accelerated the finance world and uh, industries during this pandemic and and i do believe this uh, uh, this pandemic was a blessing in disguise for most of us when we look into our digital side of our business so any good example for our audience the payments is one big thing right uh, contactless payments many people uh, took up google pay Mm-hmm. right you know qr code based things and stuff like that so probably i have heard of you know because i am part of the fintech you know connected with some so i see some fields even in my linkedin people have said that they all planned a, a growth which is 2 3 years down the line and they experienced it this year mm-hmm. you know that jump okay so a uh, payment is a uh, area because it facilitated contactless payment and obviously there are other because of digital and fintech uh, you could order food offline on uh, you know uh, which is like you know if you want to uh, order it from outside groceries got ordered uh, online right so the whole digital e-commerce in a big way i think uh, everyone has seen uh, upwards of uh, 40 50% jump on an average especially on the digital uh, side yes. yeah and uh, you know when we go about the digital payment avenue and you know uh, what are the biggest difficulties the indian uh, industries or indian consumers are facing because when we compare ourselves to our neighbors in china the adaptation has been extremely robust for them because uh, uh, the the uh, the the tra- uh, transactions happening on the fintech medium is at least fourfold the gdp value from not wrong so what are the difficulties in ad- adaptation if you see from the indian ecosystem space so i think india is a very heterogeneous country first thing so that's where if you see my one of my theme is multilingual yeah <laughs> so to penetrate india that's see that's where i'm trying to wed a lot of things in uh, with the fintech world so uh, i feel one area where things can really uh, uh, you know scale up a little bit is having multilingual right say this jandan aadhar mobile Uh, i don't know uh, uh, because obviously we don't use uh, th- those apps but uh, 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 if it's in multiple languages the penetration will be priced slightly more better you know same way as, and when you say multilingual right uh, unfortunately multilingual doesn't mean that the menu of the app is in multilingual mm. right the content the videos you do the podcast you do to engage the community right has to so, be multilingual uh, yeah this this gives me an uh, idea of you know why india has not produced the super apps of the world yet like how we have wechat in china but uh, do you see that coming up in india as well uh, yeah super app uh, unfortunately uh, i don't have an answer whether super app will be successful or not you know uh, but uh, yes china has had it but i think china is trying to undo it now 
uh, if okay. you typically look at uh, because what china is trying to do is they trying to separate the finance and the business they started with alibaba they i don't know but that could be for political reasons uh, again i don't want to get into it so uh, super apps i have heard of it but in india just dial tried super app very okay. mildly successful uh, the many people have a paytm tried malls so uh, so just dial yeah. started as a directory then it uh, started referring business then it started getting many other apps into it but uh, part with, with amitabh bachchan also as a brand right so yeah uh, it was partially successful i feel there could be i don't know whether it's technical issues or not i've not used that app so uh, i won't comment on that as a super app but it's been partially successful i really don't know uh, i don't know i have this hunch maybe i don't know we'll have a separate interface because mobile is still a device you need to carry right maybe we have projected screens uh, or maybe something else which will come up in next maybe that, that maybe 10 years down the line 10 15 years down the line uh, because that will add to the convenience you know it may have a small projector uh, uh, kind of a screen uh, which is there and you just touch on it so whenever you want it will project uh, but then there are privacy issues with it mm-hmm. i right have... so uh, so you people you need to balance it out because you cannot project in front of 10 people mm-hmm. or even in a train yeah, mobile mm-hmm. app at least you can just hold it to your hand and uh, watch it right so Uh, again so i i i don't have answer in terms of whether it'll adopt or head exactly that way but maybe we'll go beyond mobile like how we came out of desktop to mobile you know so that can be a uh, way and uh, uh, we could uh, probably have a uh, we can pick and choose i think we will get a mosaic where we'll pick and choose and create our super app if that may happen i think i will put it this way so it's like Pro- uh, we probably yes yeah so it's like a, a like google account so you will have a google account and you'll pick and choose your app there right and uh, yeah. and uh, yeah it, it, it probably could work that way yeah. i'm quite excited the way the neural network and neural uh, uh, is going to span out to be especially when we are thinking so much ahead in terms of how our technology is going to be intertwined with the decisions we make from shopping to even our complete thought process and even our privacy so i do believe there's a lot of uh, uh, changes which can happen when neural technology comes in place or more robust which can be interlinked to us i have now that we talking so much about digital uh, way of of finance um where do you see the user trust in this whole aspect the entire do you see the entire population over like 15 or 17 or 20 years completely shifting to that and if that happens what happens to physical money and the, does our psychology change in terms of how we use like digital uh, money and how our spending and our our uh, patterns uh, what what is your thought on first user trust how to onboard them and then after they do that how the whole paradigm changes and how their patterns change so uh, patterns will change uh, i think people will gradually adopt you know and uh, pick up what is uh, you know helpful to them uh, that is uh, evolution which will happen uh, but uh, the first part the trust yes in finance the trust is very important but uh, it's nothing to do with digital now we've had so many banks having problems that had nothing to do with digital right? yeah yeah exactly yeah right so it's the matter so in fact uh, uh i am of the opinion that uh, uh fintech and uh, di- big data will act, can propel uh, uh, kind of uh, transparency so with analytics now obviously there you will go with uh, you know then the brand will develop some trusts based on what has been the usage people will give feedback so if there is a good democratized system run by proper people that's very important because uh, if uh, data can be manipulated right the you, we have seen this happen with social media right exactly they will only try to show the uh, that, so uh, to that extent that's why the it, it gets merged with the privacy norms and then there has to be some kind of government oversight and audit on these companies that's where government has just come out with a norm which says you have to trace out who originated the tweet mm. right you getting it so now with this coming in the real transparency will come because the guy will be afraid my name will come up <laughs> so you need some checks and balances so with if assuming all these things are taken care of digital will actually propel and increase trust 
at the same time we have to be cautious because what happens the crowd psychology is you know in a mob bhago uh, bhago maro maro everyone will start hitting throwing without his any sense right so yeah. same thing can happen in a digital way people can just for example someone just uh, triggers something uh, unconsciously or unknowingly that uh, this bank is going bust everyone will withdraw money you know na you call it run on bank right the same thing can happen in the digital world so you as i said like how you have stock exchange circuit breakers and uh, a, a, an example of this yeah. if i may connect to it is it would you say the game stock game stock yeah Does... actually the story is, is much deeper because both sides have some okay, part let's to not it, go into it but i was just trying to put an example to it yeah. yeah 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 so game stop is uh, something because these are one side was felt left out and the other guy was powerful and predatory in nature right you know and yes. so then you make a example of one guy winning against uh, david versus goliath and there are thousands of davids uh, uh, dying every day <laughs> we don't re- yeah. realize that right so that's that's what i said so but that that's where uh, the regulatory agencies come in and that's so, where my regulation uh, is important yes so in terms of regulatory frameworks you know like where do you see uh, it's heading towards and which phase of regulatory frameworks is currently going on in india where you see is extremely progressive and there are some uh, some uh, rules and regulation which you think is still on the back foot so give us some insights on that so i uh, my view on on this is uh, i and uh, this is a very informed view i'm saying our people are very smart okay uh, if you see even how fintech has come up in india brilliant the only problem i have is the speed at which we go we just otherwise uh, we have no data and uh, even the responsible people sitting are doing a decent job okay so i have no such complaints or cribs about regulator is it doesn't understand no no they are very smart they know every damn thing uh, only thing is they are a bit slow some of it is genuine because they are also trying to understand the market scenario and as i said india is heterogeneous country right you cannot just come out with one rule and say this is for all right you know so uh, you just saw this uh, uh, small finance deposit rates they just withdrew it right <laughs> yeah see so then they are all sensitive issues so uh, that's where i think these guys are smart uh, only thing i want them is the speed second is we need awareness and education much better the and what, what yes and what is the influence you know awareness and influence of cryptos coming in especially with adaptation of fintech so how do you see a crypto playing out in our see i have a you know for, uh, i did deep dive into crypto there was a phase maybe 3 6 months okay so i attended some events visit those days this was around 2 and 1/2 years back because in the fintech lot of stuff being talked about blockchain so the way i approach even life you know uh, i go into it and i really don't get some structure na then i just park it to the side you know so i have kind of parked crypto to the side because i have seen many aspect of it emerging showing promise but there are different forces behind cryptos okay so uh, uh, you know so i'll break up see crypto with blockchain and uh, blockchain without crypto these are two two different worlds so crypto with blockchain uh, and now the new term is called come called cbdc okay i don't know about that uh, but... cbdc is central bank digital currency so uh, ah, if, yeah. since crypto was not enough uh, they i don't know so i i i i somehow get a feeling ki there is some kind of work happening behind the scenes mm. some forces at play which you don't uh, you know directly link or you understand so that's why i said i parked it but i've tried to draw those distinction in my book wherein i say there is a world with crypto without crypto uh, some promises there but i am of the personal opinion that quantum uh kills one aspect of crypto which is safety and security uh, uh right C- crypto is based on blockchain model right yes, yes. Crom- so quantum uh, computing it is gradually becoming a reality india has recently done a 400 meter quantum communication test right you know the tokens get exchanged because uh, the first area which will be impacted by quantum is all your passwords and all your networks and stuff like that right so uh so they are trying to secure satellite communication china has already done it 2 3 years back so they have a secure 
satellite communication on quantum uh, uh, based you know it see basically the, the, again the fundamental of quantum is very simple most computers work on zeros and ones right yes. so in this case uh, the zero can itself be zero and one one can itself be zero and one so it's basically uh, exponential of uh, computing of what a current computer does a quantum can do the mm -hmm. limitation of quantum today is about the material so they are trying to test things like gallium nitride you need a lot of cooling power because the mm -hmm. you know uh, it uses it's very power hungry so how it can be scaled up and so all those are the challenges otherwise quantum will kill and it's getting reality so that's where i have a i passed it aside because i feel gradually that quantum world you know will kill the core aspect or uh, the, the the benefit of uh, uh, blockchain and crypto which is security right anyone can hack into yes. it because quantum makes it easier so uh, because of that i probably didn't venture too much in terms of understanding though from fintech perspective i know there are consortiums emerging there are people trying to do few things and you know uh, you raised something on nfts earlier long but that they yes. spoke so um, tokens and all those things so but tokenization will come blockchain may get used in terms of authenticating products they are trying to do it so okay. they you assign a specific token now that may get wedded with a qr code i really don't know uh, see they are building a story but is it really hack proof i don't have an idea so there is a lot of hype around it now so talking about uh, quantum computing and how uh, computers are getting smarter uh, you touched a little bit about robo advisory and how that is also going to become sort of a norm could you tell us a little more about it what robo advisory is and and how it is going to how you see it coming about so what happens is uh, in a mass affluent market uh, uh, i feel uh, uh, if if you notice now i have mentioned about uh, fully automated digital offerings in one of my themes next to it i have talked about digital yeah digital yeah that was very interesting okay. actually yeah. physical yeah, so actually, and digital yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, see typically what happens you know people tend to think ah digital yeah everything it doesn't happen that way right i i also want to caution you when recent uh, pranab you know indonesia well so yes. recently there was uh, maybe 2 3 years back there was tsunami in indonesia no payment system worked yeah mm. right and tomorrow when there going to be wars which are digital in nature systems are going to crash and all those things you will still need you know the currency part because you asked this question janesh earlier i'm just trying to answer it now but getting back to this you know aspect of digital and digital part which we spoke of robo will remain for mass affluent okay uh, wherein because robo does lot of things so certain aspects so uh will get automated and when you want to reach mass affluent people right who will put 2000 4500 1000 on sip you cannot afford a relationship manager for them just one second sir so when you say robo advisory do you mean advice on financial planning or financial investment or is it just everything. a very broad okay everything so it's a robo right robo hmm. means automation that term hmm. robo is nothing else but automation hmm it's just a jazzy term applied to signify automation so there is again a life cycle any especially in robo advisory you will onboard a client you will ask question you know how many people he have you know how many members in the family what is his income you know what is his asset all those things so you will prepare a risk class for him you will assign a product you will have asset allocation so there are various stages I, i don't want to get into because that becomes slightly uh, different uh, uh, you know uh, discussion to have but the robo will automate many of these things but it will be applied at a mass scale for those mass affluent segment for someone who's at a premier level he will still prefer so maybe the, uh, he will have an rm who is assisted by the robo mm -hmm. see because the robo can help number crunch better than what a individual can like if i have asked you to go through 500 balance sheets of a company to know their results robo can instantly tell you that these 50 companies gave best result uh, your uh, the people whom you manage they have out of this 50 they hold 30 companies yes so i i it, it it can automatically come as a dashboard to me and tomorrow when i talk to my client i'll appear very sophisticated 
that I am aware of the results of these thirty companies. You getting yes. what I'm saying? Yes, and yes, it's 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 also gamifying the whole scenario here ultimately. Yeah, so gamification will help because you need to make it engaging, and technology yeah. helps you do that. So you yes. can incentivize, you can add a game, or you, for example, when he's talking, uh, he can uh, make a quiz out of something wherein he actually wants to take a survey from the customer. Mm. Yes. Right. And so he can. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that way you can do it. Yeah. Yes. And you know, like when we're talking about uh, robo advisory, and you know, like uh, advisory being automized, and you know, we're gamifying the whole industry. I want to uh, break down into how companies are being enabled right now, right? Like, because especially with new industries coming out, such as EV and uh, mobility space coming up, uh, and these building up, there's a there's not much trust in this industry because they're not proven industry to be in, right? For example, EV space is extremely new. so there is not much financial institutions backing them at a very lenient rate how they are backing construction industry or development uh, happening so how does how can such new industries be enabled with fintech players coming on board and uh, how is this support uh, how can this support uh, you know be enabled for a new entrant such as ev space company yeah. so uh, uh, maybe for a individual what you say is right but uh, very recently ola wants to build a very big plant in tn for e scooters okay yes. so it's not like money is not coming in uh, there is good amount of money coming in ev but i want to you know i have a different perspective on this because see i feel ev is nothing but delaying the uh, decay you know see the uh, petrol pollute produces instant pollution tomorrow you may have uh, those uh, batteries Uh, maybe five year down the line, if you have all EVs, you'll have the battery scrap coming up. That was and a very then, good point because I was really thinking about this. If we're talking about like uh, of, about sustainability and about how we're going electric, what about the the energy that goes into making it, and then after the life cycle of yeah. So I read one study. So it said that uh, some usage. I'm forgetting, but it says the actual benefit comes between one to three years, and then you need to have some. driving you know some mileage to be done per month then that's when the actual benefit comes but i'll tell you the real answer is not this uh, ev not ev because again why to break head there are experts in those technologies we 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 just we are just applying logic to it right you know i am saying india should have a very strong uh, public transport system you know there is a famous saying which says that it's not The, the the country is not called progressive because everyone in the country has a car the country wherein even the richest guy travels in a train is actually progressive that means your trains are of that standard that he he says why should i have a car right i think we should as a country if we aspire and then people will still buy it's not like that industry will get killed see our people have that ten thinking that uh, what happens so many jobs you know this is i feel in a country like india this is used as a blackmailing trick the for, the foreign companies indian uh, businessmen they use it as a black see people will get jobs it's not like public transport will i may still buy a car but i will use it maybe instead of 10 times i'll use it twice and i'll produce less pollution right you know yes. so i am not uh, uh, too judgmental but i have such, just like crypto i have uh, Uh, not very serious doubts, but I really feel: is it really a viable or sustainable option? EV? Yes. So uh, yes, sir. So uh, the you know, like you know, what I wanted to understand out of that question was, you know, what is uh, how fintech is being enabled in newer industries, and yeah, so you know, like you adaptation. Yeah. You will have subscriptions okay. which will go. So today, when you have to, uh, so in my place in New Bombay where I stay, you have Yulu bikes. Yeah. Yes. and the very nice especially the place where i stay they uh, within every 500 meters there are these yulu stations so if you want to drive locally from one point to other you just scan your uh, download their app scan their qr code make the payment drive come park it anywhere go right so and this is mm-hmm. digital enablement of something we did uh, 30 40 years back we used to buy One uh, one rupee, two rupee for half an hour. The cycles and drive, and then give it yes. back to uh, you know <laughs> cycle guy. I don't know whether you guys did it or yeah. not. How uh, it used to be there in our times, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, uh, you know talking about the biggest industries and reaching the uh, mass of india how do you think the fintech space is playing in the agriculture uh, sector especially uh, you know empowering the farmers coming in how how is this happening so fintech uh, agri finance uh, crop uh, insurance a lot of work is being done uh, in fact uh, drones are used to uh, you know drones and iot is also helpful right wherein the acreage of yield these are all financial right what is the yield per acre or how much water has gone into the soil that gets tracked right and then that can be linked to a insurance plan let's see because the insurance plan also works so if the person is taking good care of this uh, crop or is put in a sophisticated system maybe he gets a cheaper insurance right or maybe better terms of insurance tomorrow that may happen so new products will come in right people are using digital to uh, recommend based on the npk of the soil of what crop should he grow based on temperature of that region based on seasonality right so tomorrow i may simply order a package of uh, so this guy will do uh, ask me to put some sample in some you know uh, kind of a spectrometer or something uh, that it will read the soil contents it will instantly publish it to me or maybe i have my mobile which beams some uh, red light and which figures out you know like how you have read your pulse today you know many many yes. uh, people are doing it so there are many things which are proper and agriculture in a country like india where information gap is causing lot of failure of crops yes absolutely and access to finance so these two things uh, the digital and the fintech medium will address uh sir we have a very young younger um uh, audience who are also you know professionally uh, working in a company or entrepreneurs and um what th- these are some of the questions that when we actually asked our audience who okay. could ask you so some of these questions are going to be um, very uh, generic and uh, so what would be your financial investment advice for a young professional who has enough to save up from his salary so i think uh, there is this golden rule which says uh, uh, start early invest regularly and think long term okay and when i say this the immediate actionable is the first thing first two things you should do is you should today the one of the best investment is a ppf so you should definitely open a ppf account and then you should take up a term plan maybe you know for yourself because if you are the crucial earning member it helps so these two things you should do and another thing you should do is you should plan them in a way that these are at, at the start of the month or at a phase wherein or you park it somewhere otherwise it will be spent for a young guy there is no even for older guys today you know there's no dirt for money to be spent right oh let me go for partying or movies or put out food with friends you know so instead of that if you, even if you uh, stop twice in a month going out right you can save for your uh, um uh, insurance plan sure. very much right so ppf and insurance you should do at least to begin with because they are the best option today and once you and then ppf locks you in for 15 years at least so that builds a discipline that locking in is like a indirect discipline which brings in uh, you know you cannot poke it and then there is a compounding effect uh, uh, to that whole product so these two things you should begin with at least and then if we get surplus then today sip sip is there i will not advise a mutual insurance ulip unit link plan unless you have real surplus and clear thinking long term because okay. you got to break it up in between ulips are also not effective what is ulips for someone for unit linked for... insurance plan they are like okay. a insurance a, a hybrid of insurance and mutual fund they work okay all right so uh, another question which is very uh, interesting to me is that uh for someone who's studying in school there isn't a lot of financial education that is given uh, what would you say to that i think it's very important because for me it took me a long time i didn't even know what an invoice was when i came out of school which is very surprising which i thought school should teach you know so what is your thoughts on this see uh, uh, i want to tell you it's not like it's not taught in school okay our format is not right i realized lot of things which were taught to me when i came in the industry so uh, it's you know and people just come and teach you because it's in syllabus right there is no feel to it 
right uh, somehow i never went the literature or literary way but i always feel if someone would have taught me those uh, poems in a very interesting manner or that maths in a with i would have probably been little more interested in maths because these are very good subjects so uh, it's not about the content as i said it's the delivery and uh, besides that uh, your question was about financial awareness and education uh, there has to be a proper emphasis uh, actually india has programs but then we don't really get to know many of these things so this is done at very say for example you can start with the child uh, and piggy bank so when he is in second or fourth just for 3 4 years how much you collected in your piggy bank and run contest on it right and th- yes. then uh, teach them uh, virtues of donation gifting okay and uh, convert then there are other mechanisms for example they can convert this see, a lot of us have got gifts right every time 10 people will give you pencil boxes uh, something or standard gift because you invite 20 friends so this is such a sheer waste and typically this is the industry chinese manufacturers target they are only producing waste in the world this is a resource waste those pencils you know in my opinion so why not convert it into some gift form right uh, come out the way you uh, you know target uh, employee insurance through esic like government has insurance for uh, the non formal sectors same way for kids if there can be certain centralized uh, you know saving uh, mechanism where the kid for the kid the government starts these things can be formalized though, but the structure exists but it's been done in a very even in the investment industry this mutual funds they are supposed to spend a percentage in investor education but it's all done in a very standard fashion some presentation is done uh, the guy understands doesn't understand use of multilingual Uh, the way the content is constructed use of graphics use of uh, infographics so you have to put in lot of value to it than just yes, and the content yes and access to such kind of education is also quite expensive to be very honest like i i i went through the ib curriculum since uh, since a child and you know learning economics was something very early on that the the curriculum taught us so i remember my 7th grade uh, economics teacher making us buy a stock of coca cola and splitting it across the uh the classroom that was that was a very big learning lesson for us and after few years we saw how the stock raised so that was also a very early on experience and we would uh you know have a a flea market in place where we would bring our products customize it and start selling it for cash so all of this did enable a lot of avenues to learn how the real world works so that could be adapted as well yeah i think say in the flea market why not introduce a a fund yes right and then the class runs that fund till the time it passes out and then probably oh, yes. it can dovetail into some donation or then it gets split back into people in some investment and they learn through some investment you know that wisdom comes and the knowledge comes so there are various ways See, these community activities are still happening uh, this you know where in colleges are it has to be wed with the fintech world the knowledge and then it will prepare you for the real world then better yes and another question which has also come in from our audience is i'm just going to frame the right question here is adaptation to better technology the only way industries will evolve or are there industry that can stay away from tech hammer and still grow uh see there can be industries so uh, it will be hybrid actually okay uh, but uh, you will still value see today after uh, despite having the costliest phone do you value that you can sit two hours without using your phone do you value that more or not i do <laughs> right so i think that is the answer so it's that part will not go i think all of us in some way have this uh, thing in your mind ki i will take up a, after few years of fighting it out in the real world i want a farm i want to retire and i want to do farming right so 99% in my opinion 99% you see we are probably a generation apart almost close to it but i can tell you even people of my age and maybe slightly older they they are all thinking the same lines so that way it's not changed but you, that doesn't mean you do not technology you use technology for your benefit don't become dependent on it that's the way i am so i i should i use my phone heavily but if i don't have it for 3 days 
you know someone was just telling me one of my friend called me and told me he says kartik i wonder 10 15 years back we stayed without whatsapp and iphone and we still connected with friends we still met up for tea coffee we still went out for dinner and though, you know has it really helped or not and so that's still a question you know so use it smartly that's what i'll say technology yeah, yeah. we're going to go into some lighter questions that we usually have um, uh, for our audiences um so this is just a fun question if you had a billboard that you could display it to the world or to uh, on a on a highway on a heavy traffic highway what would it say okay so uh, i had this uh, thing which actually was in one college uh, i'd gone there as a speaker few years back so i carried this so i wanted to conclude with that so that that part i liked it actually so it says your uh, thoughts become your words your words become your action your action becomes your character and your character becomes your destiny see basically this is manifestation yes so i am a strong believer of manifestation even you know this book is also a manifestation if i didn't have the thought i would not have acted right so action will have challenges so like water changes course you try different variations for probabilities and meander through right so manifestation with this punchline you know thought comes to your words words to action action to character character to the destiny so it's a very mean, strong uh, nice uh, yeah. way to put it out yeah awesome and what would your advice be to a 21 year old self or a 21 year old uh, uh youngster who's just coming out to the world and you know entering his career so i uh, again there is one punchline i like you know for a youngster especially stay hungry stay foolish you know this this book also with this name i didn't read it ever fully though i know the contents of it because a lot of people told me so uh, you have to <laughs> be like that today you know uh, so if you get wed to something or too attached to something because these if you read too much of this social media it will take to extremes right so you have to be hungry foolish uh, you know i think the almighty has given each of us enough to manage and survive but if you lose that curiosity na i think the innovation or the interest in life will be lost so for to retain that you need to be both hungry and foolish otherwise what's there you need a totally disinterested life True. right so maintain that yeah so maintain the interest and passion yeah. nice so so uh, and uh, uh, sorry i have a ahead. last question uh we have a lot of startup audiences here you know who uh, who actively participate on our social media handles and all of that so uh, you know like uh, can you just tell us what your company does to serve for startups alone because i know there are a lot of strong startup entrepreneurs would like to know about your company service yeah so what i try to do with my initiative called fantastic below uh, behind me uh, is basically i try to consult in two areas uh, which is your uh, product and go to market and especially in the fintech and digital world which is fintech related so any a banking financial services company or a fintech startup or a it company which wants new product innovation enter new market segments wants to improvise its product now with my book in place if they want their employees to be trained in this thought process because there is a lot of good thought process i bring in which will help their teams collaborate and innovate better right so i am open to doing training programs with them because that's a new aspect which i am just you know starting because of my book otherwise my focus was product and go to market in the fintech uh, and uh, related digital space for it companies bfsi and startups in fintech sir thank you so much and uh, we had such an uh, interesting and very knowledge uh, uh intensive at least for me it was for sure and uh, i i really enjoyed your book uh, for me it, it is intimidating to think and talk about fintech because i i feel like i i don't know enough but then right after reading your book i just felt so comfortable and uh, so for our audiences to get in touch with you how can we get in touch with you how can they reach out to you could you give us any of your social media handles and where they can get your book so my uh, uh, kartik swaminathan fintastic if they search even in linkedin i am there uh, my twitter handle is i am kartik k a r t i k wow <laughs> so i am kartik i retained it i actually 
got it back from Twitter because in between I was not <laughs> using it, and then I had to write to them to get it back. You know, it's a very old handle, and uh, so and uh, then uh, in the book I have shared an email ID, a future fintech framework, uh, which is the book you see behind me, future fintech framework at the rate gmail dot com. Awesome. So if they just write to me, I'm more than willing to you know. Uh, some some way I can answer to them. I'll be happy to do that. And uh, thank you so much, sir. We're going to really recommend your book to uh, all our uh, audiences, and and uh, we really hope to see uh, your book reach every young uh, working professional or even someone who is in the finance world. Thank you so much, sir. I hope you had fun talking to us and and us picking your brain also. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Uh, really. You know the best part I liked is when you just said, told me the first hand ex- experience with the book. Yeah. Right. So for a writer, uh, I think that's the biggest compliment. Uh, obviously, I enjoyed answering the question because I wrote that book, right? So yeah. <laughs> I have so much to say and talk, and uh, I love to do it for you know uh, maybe one more hour. But that you know we, we have this. Thank this yes, sir. Thank you so much for your time, and really appreciate that uh, you 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 were up for it when I asked you. the whole aspect of fintech for audience like us thanks for what you have done so far great thanks uh, janesh and pranab both enjoyed uh, speaking to you guys thank you for listening to the 30 minute hustle podcast you can follow us on instagram for all our latest updates until next time signing off this is pranab and my co-host janesh